Here is our very own Clinical Advisory Board Chair, Dr. Tori eisenhower Mowell. Tori is an invaluable part of the IAPMD family using her research and clinical expertise to help guide the organization. As a clinical psychologist and scientist, she's studying how the menstrual cycle influences emotions and behaviors in hormone-sensitive patients. She's especially interested in how impulsive and dangerous behaviors across the cycle, such as suicide attempts, substance abuse, and verbal, as well as physical conflicts. Please welcome Tori. Thank you, Sandy. So I just want to tell a story uh, briefly. So as a postdoctoral fellow in 2016, I was invited to attend this organization's uh, second conference, which at the time it was the National Association for PMDD. Uh, we've changed our name twice since then. Um, but in being invited to this conference, you know, as a scientist, I prepared for it like I would any other scientific conference. I made a slide deck of my experimental findings, you know, on my thoughts about them. And I wrote it up, uh, you know, wrote up this jargon heavy script that uh, highlighted the results that I thought other scientists would find interesting. You know, I, I booked my hotel room. I was ready. I was excited. On the flight over, I, I did what I always do. I worried about whether I'm going to sound smart, whether other people will think that my work is valuable. Thinking about scientists, right? Um, I needed a, a, a job in a few years after all as a postdoc. So it was reasonable for me to worry about those things. Um, however, when the conference program started, I immediately knew that my slides would need revising. Uh, instead of sitting next to a, a scientist, you know, usually at a scientific conference, I would be sitting next to another scientist who was frantically checking their email, you know, during the talk. Instead, I was sitting next to a patient and her mother who told me that she was there to support her daughter, who was 45 years old, because this daughter could not travel safely alone during her luteal, luteal phase because of the intensive suicidal thoughts. The program was also different. Instead of starting with scientists giving talks about their research, the first three to four speakers were patients who approached the podium one by one with tears in their eyes, sharing their experiences with their voices shaking. They talked about repeated suicide attempts, broken relationships, lost jobs, and they also talked with great emotion about how little help they had received from doctors and other healthcare providers and how little research was available to guide their treatment, especially when initial SSRIs and oral contraceptives didn't work for them. There was a strong sense of hopelessness and a clear theme of feeling betrayed by the medical and scientific communities. And so here I was, a member of the medical and scientific communities for all intents and purposes. So after that first morning, I knew that my talk needed an overhaul. I spent the lunch hour frantically revising my slides, trying to remove jargon, trying to better center the patient experience as I understood it. I gave my talk and it was a completely different experience than what I was used to. When I returned to my seat next to the only other junior scientist in the room, Lisa Hanso, who you just heard from, we shared a knowing glance that what I had just done was different than the talks then that we usually give at conferences. It was scary and different and I had to be more vulnerable about why I was doing different things. Um, thank you for the reassuring smile. By the way, Lisa, I'm not sure I ever thank you for that. <laughs> Um, but the major impression that I took out of all of this experience was that I was a guest in this patient-oriented space at IAPMD, and that my seat at the table was contingent on my respect for the patient experience. And this organization, which was born out of shared desperation and trauma, was clearly providing a lifeline for many of the patient participants at the conference, along with thousands of people online. And they couldn't, just to placate some scientist's ego, they couldn't give up their focus on the patient experience. And now, five years later, as the Clinical Advisory Board Chair at IAPMD, I try to remember that I'm still a guest 
and then my respect for the patient experience remains a strong precondition for working in this space. It's also the thing, honestly, that has taught me the most about PMDD and that has been the impetus for several of my NIH-funded clinical trials. So it's benefited me as well. So if you're a professional here in this space, please keep that in mind. We're guests here, not just because this is a patient-centered grant, but because it was in part our collective professional failures that led to the creation of IAPMD. So being invited now back into this patient-focused space that they've had to create for themselves to protect one another is a huge privilege that we must earn again and again through respect for the patient experience. So that doesn't mean that you can't ever disagree with a patient, and it doesn't mean that you might not have special knowledge that a patient sometimes might not have, but it's the kindness and respect that is so obvious to patients um, when it's there and when it's not there. That is so important. So I just wanted to share that story um, and you know emphasize how at IAPMD, the patient experience has always been the center out of necessity. And so as guests here, I hope we can earn that privilege by, by giving respect to that. Thanks for listening to the IAPMD podcast. Don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, and share.